0: Well, hopefully everybody's having a good week this week. There's a lot of people out. I guess the weather is keeping people home, but that's okay. It's not going to stop what God is doing. Uh, He generally doesn't worry about rain or sleet or snow or wind or any of that. So, but uh, don't forget, Sunday, we're going to be being here, worshiping, loving on Jesus. We're going to have communion Sunday also. Uh, It's the first of the month. Next Wednesday will be uh, first Wednesday worship. And so we're going to try to bring that up a notch uh compared to what we've been doing so we're gonna figure out how to radicalize it uh for jesus so we're gonna have a good time and uh cody's gonna be here sunday just sharing he's gonna get a window to just share what's been going on in uh, kenya him and uh megan and uh marie i think is going to be with him as well their daughter but uh just sharing what's been going on and uh the salvations the things they've been seeing so they're going to be here just for they they were traveling before they go back out of country i think it is but it's the only date they had available so we'll just come up and spend so they're going to actually come to the house and spend the night with us and hang out and have a good time. Let Anne-Marie play in the new house. But uh, at least they have some room. But uh, they said, we well, you have another bedroom for her? I said, well, not really. They said, that's okay. She sleeps with us anyway. I said, oh, well, okay. Doesn't matter. I said, y'all can fit in there. So, but anyway, so hey. So let's pray and we're going to do some worship this tonight. If y'all want to go ahead and start sliding up that way. We're going to pray and uh, we're going to kind of worship the Lord and, and get into some teaching. Amen. So, Father, we're so thankful for, for you allowing us to be here tonight, and Lord, we're just so thankful for all your mercies, your grace, and just be with us tonight, Lord. We, we come to worship you and to love you and adore on you, and, and just, man, just so many things, God. Let us have the mind of Christ tonight as well. Holy Spirit, have your way in this service, Lord, that we, we can learn how to pray, we can learn how to, how to fight the enemy through intercession the spirit lord so just be with us and accept our worship in our everything that we bring you our praise in the mighty name of jesus if you agree with that say amen tonight amen hey let's do some worship come on go ahead and stand up with us we worship you in this place you are worthy oh god come on just raise your hands up tonight and tell him you are worthy praise in
1: this place tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we worship you. We worship you, oh God. We worship
0: you. Mm. Come on, can we have a little bit of fun tonight too? Come on. Yeah, a little dancing does this good sometimes. A little bit of shouting. this
2: body
1: to praise I want to clap a little louder than before I want to sing a little louder than before come on I want to jump a little higher than before I want to shout a little louder a little louder than
2: before.
1: I want to sing a little louder than before. I want to spin much louder than before. Come on. I want to shout a little louder than before.
2: Come on, freedom.
1: higher than before I want to love you more than before I want to worship deeper than before I gotta
2: scream my
1: No more chains, no more bondage. I am free. Y'all ready? We're we'll going sing that again. No more shackles, no more chains. No more bondage. I am free. I am free. Yeah. No more shackles, no more chains. No more bondage. Sing hallelujah now, you ready?
0: more at least all fast songs tonight we need to keep ourselves moving tonight worship and join us out come on
1: like a bird. praise tonight
0: hallelujah hallelujah Go on greet someone tell them how much you love them tonight and you're glad they're here hallelujah hey can we all move into the middle since we're almost there anyways hallelujah burn oh
1: my soul set me on fire Oh my soul
0: hallelujah y'all want to come join us over here yeah make it a little easier for me here let me pass some of these out on this side there you want to pass these out on this side for me thank you hallelujah uh-oh The baby's being passed around like a sack of potatoes. Is it 10 minutes? Let me kick the fans off real quick for you. Kick those fans off real quick for you there. Yep, there we go. Whew. Yeah, you know how, how crazy the air condition is in this building. It says it's 70 degrees right now in here. And all I had was the vents running. So I just kicked them off. So at least, I don't know. It's just crazy. So, but anyways, hallelujah. Everybody got one? Sweet. Hey, well, if you're watching online and you want one of these, uh, you can go to richardnewman.org. And it's right there on the front, richardnewman.org. It's right there. You can hit download. and You can follow along with the the entire manual. So, uh, hey, so we're on week four, lesson four. I think there's only one more in this in this uh, series here of this Uh, types of prayer and spiritual warfare. So now we're getting down to the nitty gritty of of how to utilize what we've been talking about. You know, we've been building the foundation and trying to to get everything to where we understand it. And now we're this tonight. We're going to go through actually how to utilize each piece of it. Right. Praying in Jesus name and and this, you know, so uh, but we're going to pray and then we're going to jump into this. So let, Let's pray before we do this. So Father, I'm, again, I'm so thankful, Lord, that you're here and that we're able to be here with you. And Lord, I, I thank you that, that we're being able to learn how to pray, how to pray with authority, how to speak to things in this world and in, in the spirit that, that are dealing with us, Lord, because we know that Jesus Christ came to set us free. He came, he defeated the enemy, took back the keys to death, hell, and the grave, And now we need to learn to operate in the authority that Jesus has told us to operate in so many times through the word of God. So Lord, give us wisdom tonight. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see. But give us a mind and a heart to receive. And I thank you for that. And Lord, I just rebuke the the spirit of distraction right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I just I come against you right now and I command you to leave this place in the name of Jesus. We will receive from the Lord tonight. We will receive, and it will be planted deep, and you will not take it from us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It says, types of prayer and spiritual warfare. Again, every scripture is in here, so I figured I'm just not going to put it on the screen because everything is in here that we're going to go over tonight. Uh, So it says the very first, we are dangerous. I may be big, but I'm not really dangerous. So how can I be dangerous? In the spirit. In the spirit. Yeah, can be effective. Right. And, and that's one of the things that, uh, you know, you, you've heard this through the years in church. And, uh, you know, I used to out. You'd hear the story. Oh, there's going to be some little old ladies up in the front in heaven, you know, and like, man, how'd they get up there? Because they were prayer warriors. Right. And and but now I have a, a greater understanding of that, of being around Brother Ron Paul for those few years that I was able to that, that that boy got a seat on the front row and he was about that big around and looked like he couldn't have whipped the fly. You know, but I guarantee you he moved mountains in prayer because he understood things. And and I'm still praying that one day I will understand things even the way he did. Right. Because I know I'd come up here in church on Sunday morning. I'm generally here by seven and his car would be parked out there and it would have dew on it. OK, that's I have no idea what time he'd get here. And he had his little chair. And, it's, it, and what was so funny is during the construction phase, we had to move that chair sometimes. but Wherever it was, he went and said it. So it was just but. So we are dangerous, but look here at what it says. This is a quote out of a book. It says, God didn't put me here on earth to get headaches from Satan. He put me here to give Satan headaches. I am dangerous, and so are you. It says that's from uh, Making Sense of Spiritual Warfare by Eddie Smith. Now, how am I going to give the devil a headache? He is a spiritual being. <laughs> Praying in the spirit, right, yeah. You know, Prayer. Guarantee you it gives him headaches, you know, and and, and who was it? Carmen that that did that song so many years ago. They're awake, you know, it was just one of those those songs he does. So we're going to get in. The very first one is prayer in the name of Jesus. So before we even go any further, before you jump ahead, what do you think? Just give me what your thoughts are. Prayer in the name of Jesus. Is that an effective prayer? Yeah. That's it, yeah. Anything we ask in the name of Jesus. Right. I don't know about you, but I know through through my life issues spiritually that have that I have dealt with, even when when I couldn't even make a phrase, a a word in my mind because of the enemy, when I could finally put J.E.S.U.S. together into one word and even think that the enemy had to flee. He had to stop. So even though he was in my mind and and, and just attacking me to that extent where I couldn't even think when I could even get the letters together. That was it. So let's see what it says right here. It says, Jesus gave an assignment to a group of 70 of his followers Followers as he sent them out to do ministry. In Luke 10, we read out of the sending. When they returned, they were excited because the devil had been subject to them in the power of the name of Jesus. And look right below it. It says, Luke ten nineteen. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, I know I have said this before, but I'm going to say it again in this context so that we can truly understand this. This is something I preached on, you know, last year. I love being so close to the beginning of the year because it was always last year. So I don't have to worry about, was it last year or the year before? But anyways, remember the 70 that he sent out. Number one, were they saved yet? Jesus hadn't died, hadn't resurrected. Were they filled with the power of the Holy Spirit? Well, we're not in Acts 2. We're still in Luke. So they went out with the authority of what? Jesus. The name of Jesus and what he instructed them to. So now imagine us full of the power of the Holy Spirit, full of the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, now operating in his name with all of this. And why are we beat up on so much? I don't know, we'll, we'll get to that another day. But just just trying to get you thinking that way, right? It doesn't mean bad things don't happen, but it's just an idea of the authority we really have. When we understand how to, how to pull that sword and wield it, right? You know, one, one, of, the, one of the things that I always thought interesting in, in the older movies, honestly, I do not understand the, the warfare of the Roman days or even in the colonial days, because they would just stand there knowing that the archers are fixing to send it, you know? And then the Romans, they had that, their shields would come up, and they'd wait till they had exhausted all of that. Then they'd pull them down, and the swordsmen would come. And in prayer, we need to learn to be patient. And when to pull the sword, when to let that shield come up, that shield of faith, let the enemy tire himself out. Yeah, just go ahead. You're not doing nothing. And in a minute, I'm going to pull the sword. And so let's look at the next thing right here. It says, Jesus also told his disciples in John 14, 13 through 14, he was giving them a power, which was basically power of attorney in spiritual things. A power of attorney. What is a power of attorney? It gives you authority in the legal system to speak on behalf of somebody, to sign their name, right? On their behalf, right? It's power of attorney. It has a lot of power in the legal system. Okay? Look at the verse right below it. Whatsoever you ask in my name, that will I do that the father may be glorified in the son and if you shall ask anything in my name i will do it it is a power of attorney power of attorney but it's a legal document so how do i use the power of attorney here on earth right can (laughs) it's just funny the lord just reminded me of this you're gonna laugh but it's all right y'all laugh generally so i'm gonna pick on you so i have a power of attorney here that says i can do anything in the name of jesus christ so i go up to you and say hey Jesus Christ said, give me your car. I got it written right here. (laughs) The first question you're going to be asked, like, is, okay, Jesus Christ, I know, but who are you, and and who signed that? Right? You know? And and my thought was, that that made me laugh, was, it's the first time I went to Mexico, I don't speak very little Spanish, about that much, enough to order at a restaurant, and I'm on the streets telling people about Jesus. And so I'm like, uh, hey, I want to tell you about Jesus. Well, Jesus, he's down the road, you know, and I'm like, no. uh, How do I tell people about Jesus in Spanish? Jesus Cristo. Ah, they understood that. Right. So see, so there's power, but it has to be used in the right place. So where do I use the name of Jesus Christ in the spiritual world? And we're going to get to that in a minute. and You'll see it. I speak it here into the physical, but it's being done in the spiritual where that's the courts of heaven. That's where that is. Because right? where's Jesus? Sitting at the right hand of the Father. He's not here anymore. He left us. So that power of attorney works there, but it also releases things here. It's like ordering something on Amazon, then it gets shipped to you, and then you have it. Right, It's there, and it's being released. But you have to have the authority and credit card to buy it. It's, it's a similar thing. All right. Look at the next one down there. It says, We must remember what Ephesians 3, 20 through 21 declares to us about this power of attorney. The power of attorney is based on the truth according to the power that works in us. We ask and receive if that power is really working in us. So what they're saying is the truth we're looking at is the truth of the word of God, number one. Because if it's not something that lines up with the word of God, you're not going to get it. Because Jesus is not going to do something that's not lining up with the word. Anything, you can ask anything in my name, he says. As long as it lines up with this. That's what he meant, right? So we see the verse right there below it, which is Ephesians 3, 20 through 21. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. What power is that? The Holy Spirit, the same spirit that raised him from the dead, right? Unto him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus and to all generations forever and ever. So it's that power that flows through us that we can ask those things. Let it be here on earth as it is in heaven. Anything we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. We're going to get into that a little bit later, but it's already bound there. We're releasing it here. You see what I'm saying? So, so that power of attorney, as long as we're operating in truth. And that's what made it so interesting with with some of the, you know, name it and claim it, you know, through the years and, you know, some of the, the different things that, that we allow that pendulum to sling, s- swing so far over that, oh, I claim this car in the name of Jesus Christ, and then they go sign the paper for a five-year note. I don't see that as being a blessing, right, unless somebody says, hey, go buy you a car, and I'm going to pay the bill every month. My question is going to be, why don't you just go sign the paper on it and pay for it, and I'll just drive it until it's paid off, and you can give me the title, right? That's a smart day. So, so here we go with, with that. Okay. So now let's look at the second part. And again, we're going to step through these and then we're going to put them all together before we, we end tonight. Prayer with the word of God. Again, we've talked about that a little bit, but it's prayer with the word of God. How did Jesus defeat the enemy when he was coming out of uh, the, the period of fasting? Satan, it is written. It is written. Well, all he had was the Old Testament at the time. And he still had enough. Think, think about that for a second. Jesus defeated the devil with the Old Testament. And we have the Old Testament and the New Testament and the Holy Spirit. Here again, we need to think that about that. Why is it we struggle with some of these things? Because we struggle with the word. We really do. Did, did God really mean that when he said that? Hey man, that's what he told Eve. Did God really say everything but that tr- Did he really say? It's the same thing. The devil has no new tricks. It's the same one. He just changes the wording. Are you sure Rebecca told you that she heard from God? Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Well, how do you know? Well, number one, it lines up with the word. And, and you see what I'm saying? So, so let's, let's look at this. It's Luke eleven two 2 right here. It's praying with the word of God. When you pray, say, wait a minute, now we know this prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Just a different translation. The enemy is already defeated there. And he's down here running around like he's going to win. Problem is, is people keep giving in to him. And that's why he's done as much as he has, right? You know, so, so he is already defeated. So what we're doing when we're praying the word is we're speaking forth what's already been done and we're releasing it here. Because remember, life and death are in the power of the tongue. the tongue. Where's Amelia when I need her? Get that tongue going. No, <laughs> right? She's going to have power in her, man, with that tongue floating around. So we pray the word. Look at Ephesians 6, 17 and 18, right here, the next one. Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit, and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. Wait a minute. So I take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word. Now, I can hit somebody with this, and I'm sure it would hurt, and especially those big family Bibles, right? And, and especially the ones the Catholic priests have up on the, on the altar up there. Man, you would send somebody to next week. But this isn't what he's talking about. We're talking about a spiritual thing that's happening. And we see that. With the word of God, with all prayer and petition. Pray at all times in the spirit. And with this in view, thinking of this, be on alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. So we're to always be praying the saints, whenever we feel that inside of us, right? Always being alert. Always being alert. Our spirit is always on alert, standing by for what the enemy is wanting to do, if we will just listen. If we will just listen, we can tell the enemy is trying to come. Through the years, I've got good in some areas, and boy, I sure wish I was better in others. But I could tell you when the enemy is trying to mess with me in areas, right? I I can tell you you know, when, when things, and, and on the worship team, you know, we, we can kind of tell you, especially if practice is just terrible, who is going to be a good worship service? Because there ain't nothing going right. You know, so we, we pray and we do our best up there. And in the minute, we pray and all the believers get in here, what happens? We're all in unity and everybody's wanting to worship God. What happens? The bass player hits the right note. So I was looking at Cook back there like I was fixing the best with him. But the <laughs> bass player hits the right note. The drummer doesn't, because he's not a drummer, but, but that would have been me, but don't worry about that. Our real drummer is back. Thank God. So we pray and we stay on alert, with all perseverance, petitioning at all times. Petitioning, petitioning. Are we asking for things, or are we releasing things? What is a petition? You're agreeing with something, aren't you? Isn't a petition where you're signing a petition saying, "Hey, like, like for instance, I read an article. That there's a young man trying to get the Super Bowl moved to Saturday and he's got a petition going around. Oh, really? Who cares? Yeah. And, and, and so he, he's got a petition going around and people are signing it. And so what happens is, is he explains why he wants to do what he does and people that agree with him sign it. So Jesus has already told us what and we agree with it and we speak it, right? That's, that's what we're talking about with all petition. We're agreeing with it already. That's why we're praying the word. All right, so you can flip your page, turn over to the back here. We're going to get down into the book of John. I like the book of John. I really like chapter 15. So that makes this even better. John chapter 15, verse 7. Look at this. If you live in me, who's he talking about? Me is a capital M. That would be Jesus. Of course, this is a red section as well. Abide vitally united to me. Abiding vitally Vitally. Now, John 15 is all about the grapes and the vines. So he's talking about the grape being attached to the vine. Can can the grape grow and do anything not attached to a vine? No, it's fixing to become jelly or grape juice or something. Or it may just fall on the ground and die. So abide vitally as if you need him to live. And my words remain in you. Wait a minute. My words remain in you. My words, again, the word of God, learning it, putting it down inside of our hearts, getting it in our mind, right? The word, the washing of the word. Why do we need a washing of the word on our minds? To get rid of all the things that are contrary to this. It's it's hard to stand in a situation where where I need Jesus to move and all I'm talking about is how he's not going to. But when I line up with him, that, right, isn't said, is it? Lord, I thank you that you're moving in this situation. I thank you that your word says you're going to supply. I thank you, right? So now we're speaking the word, but we've got to change our mindset. we got to change our mindset. And you, and continue to live in your hearts, right? Ask whatever you will, and it shall be done. Again, according to the word. According to the word. Look at the next verse. Eddie Smith, again, says on page 40 of making sense of spiritual warfare. We're all familiar with the phrase from the model prayer Jesus taught his disciples, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This comes from Matthew 6.10. In this one sentence, we learn an important key. Our assignment as heaven's ambassadors is to see to it that the earth is transformed as the kingdom of God displaces the kingdom of darkness. Think about that. Why do we have ambassadors in some of these other countries? Because really our bottom line is is we want them to become like us. We have a dialogue with them, and we're trying to get them to become like us. We're trying to influence them. That's why our ambassadors are there. Same thing with us. We are trying to get this world to be like the spiritual world of our father. You see, we're we're trying to, to release the authority he gave us to change this world. And that's why Jesus preached so many times, the kingdom is at hand. The kingdom is at hand, not the kingdom that's to come. The kingdom is at hand now. And in the kingdom comes all these things. Our assignment as heaven's ambassadors is to see to it that the earth is transformed as the kingdom of God displaces the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of God should displace the kingdom of darkness. It's just like these lights. Hey, uh, get ready to put it on worship for me. Not yet. You know what my uncle told me growing up? Y'all are going to laugh at this. You can use this on your own kids. It, it, it really works on, on fluorescent. These are LED, but you'll get the principle. Fluorescent tubes. They are dark suckers. Right. They get rid of all the darkness. Why? Put it on worship. When you turn them off, the darkness comes back. They're dark suckers. When a fluorescent tube being turned back on, when a fluorescent tube fills up, What happens? They get black on the end. They're full. They can't suck no more darkness. So wherever those lights are energized, darkness leaves. You following me now? Where, whenever power is applied to these lights, darkness leaves. Huh? Exactly. When, when his power is applied and runs through us, can I tell you there's always power on these lights? But you got to connect the circuit. You got to flip the switch because there's two pieces of power that go through and there's a switch in there. And when the switch goes on and it works, power of darkness will leave. Hmm. There's a, something's in the word like that, isn't it? Resist the devil and he will flee. Hmm. Where two or more gathered in my name, I'm there. I guarantee you the devil's not standing there when Jesus walks into the room. Okay, he doesn't want to put up. I guarantee the devil does not want to put up with that. So, let, huh? A big, A big headache for him, that's right. So let's look at that next paragraph. It says, since Jesus was talking about prayer, we know that he was telling us to displace the kingdom of darkness by using the power of prayer. Now, we're, So we displace it by the power of our lights? No, we displace it by our prayer our prayer starts to displace it and then what happens the lord can come in right the same thing with us just just think back when you got saved you prayed a prayer and then the enemy had to displace so god could do what come in you see it's 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 the same same thing but on a bigger level right Not really. The hardest one is getting you saved. Think about that. Because you don't understand all of this, and your mind is completely clouded by the enemy. So once we're saved and that light comes in, we should understand even more how well it would would affect us and change us. So since Jesus was talking about prayer, we know that he was telling us to displace the kingdom of darkness by using the power of prayer. This seems to be such a daunting assignment, but he would not have given the instructions if it were not possible. If it was not possible. Look at the next one. A great starting point to begin this assignment would be to simply pray the words of Jesus. Father, your name is very holy and we honor you and your name. We ask that your kingdom will come to this earth and that your will be done on this earth just as it is carried out in heaven. Again, that's the same prayer and just in a different translation. We're honoring God for who he is and asking him to come down and allow his spirit to move freely. Praying the word. All right, let's look at the next one here. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Paul taught about praying in the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 14. Look what he said. He said of himself in verse 18, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. That's a pretty bold statement. Praying in the Spirit was a natural way to pray for the early Christians. Paul taught, however, that praying in the Spirit had a specific purpose. Hmm. Okay, He told the Christians in verse 14, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Because it's an unknown tongue. We don't know, right? But praying in the spirit has a specific purpose. And we pray in the spirit. By faith, we believe that understanding will be given to us. There is a stress here on obeying the Lord in faith. As we obey our Lord, our Lord brings the understanding. That understanding may not come immediately, but the Lord will show us how our prayers have worked. Can I, can I tell you that as you begin to practice that and begin to believe that right there, your prayer life will change? That, that right there, if you want to highlight, underline anything, is as Lord, give me understanding when I pray in the Spirit. Give me understanding when I pray in the Spirit. Why? Because if I pray in, the, in an unknown tongue, my understanding is unfruitful. As I begin to pray and ask God, I want to understand not always, but quite often. I can be praying for someone in the Holy Ghost. That's why you'll see me do that when, when I'm at the altar praying. I will just begin to pray in the Spirit. And can I tell you, I can, I can understand what my spirit is praying. Not, not a word for word, like English to Spanish or anything. But I can tell you, I, I understand what it's praying about. And then I can begin to address it. And I can begin to speak to it. And then I can begin to, to interact with the person. But I can be praying in the Spirit at times. And even at home, I can be praying and worshiping in the Spirit. And then it's like I can, I can sense in my spirit what the conversation is. And then it becomes a fruitful conversation. Because then I can understand what's going on. And then I can begin to pray specifically that way in English as well. You see? So no longer is it, I have no idea what he's doing. I'm just doing it to... I know what the Lord's praying for now. I know what the Spirit says I need. So pray that God will give you understanding of that. Again, it's not all the time. It's not all the time. Look at 1 Corinthians 14.2 down here. It's the next little paragraph. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the Spirit. Look at that. For no one who speaks in in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. I heard a preacher put it this way one time. There's, there's nothing in here that I find that either validates this or not. I just always thought it was kind of interesting. That, that your heavenly prayer language, praying in the Spirit, is something that Satan can't understand. Uh, again, I don't validate that or not valid. Yeah, I don't either way. Uh, but, you know, hey, Paul said pray in the Spirit. I'm just going to pray. Right. And building myself up, which I'm getting ahead of myself in the, in the Holy Ghost praying. Yeah. So it's not a bad thing either way, but it's praying in the Holy Spirit so that I can see what's going on out there. And the Lord just just dropped this to me. It's kind of like an airplane. An airplane flies either VFR or IFR. VFR is visual flight reference. They're looking at the runway runway lights and everything. They're seeing what's around them. IFR is instrument flight reference. Like those airplanes that fly in straight up fog, clouds, you, they never see anything, and all of a sudden you touch down, and you're like, whoa, we're here. How in the world? Their instruments told them where they were going. Their radar and all that kind of stuff was telling them what was ahead, what to watch for. Praying in the Holy Ghost can do that same thing. Because you're praying from a natural. The Holy Spirit is praying from the Spirit who sees, right? And then you can have an understanding, man, God, why are you having me pray for this? Okay, there must be something going on. I need to pray. Or I'm praying for somebody else, something I didn't know. So, huh? Got a, Got a reason. Like I said before preaching, I just don't think God tells us things for nothing. He doesn't waste his breath. Does he have a breath though? Anyway, oh, Jesus, man. I'm a squirrel. <laughs> I think about that kind of stuff. Just y'all could get me all off. Okay. The next one down. <laughs> Romans 8. It says 24 and 27. If we hope for something which we do not see, then we eagerly and patiently wait for it. In the same way, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what prayers to offer, nor in what ways to offer them. But the Spirit Himself pleads for us in yearnings and groanings. Got to turn a page that can find no words. And the searcher of, G, of hearts known what the spirit meaning is. Because his intercession for God's people are in harmony with God's will. Isn't that what I just talked about? Pretty much. Pretty much the same thing. If we hope for something which we do not see, then we eagerly and patiently wait for it. In the same way, the spirit also helps us in our weakness. In our weakness, in our time of need where we don't understand what God's doing or or the attacks of the enemy, we can still pray in the Spirit. And sometimes there's yearnings and groanings, as it said. Now, what's groanings? Hmm. I don't know about you, but I, I have been in, in deep times of prayer where I couldn't make a word, but it's just something inside me just was just a groan, a noise, you know, and it's just it's like, My spirit praying, I don't even know what it is in there, but it's just—it's coming out. It's just one of those deep prayers inside. But the good thing is, is, he finds no words, but the searcher of hearts knows what the Spirit is meaning because his intercessors for God's people are in harmony with God's will. Now look at this. It says, groaning in the Spirit is the language that the Holy Spirit uses many times as he prays through us to our Father. When Holy Spirit prays with his language through us, our father understands the language. We are speaking with a language that utters mysteries that only the spirit and our father understands. That's why sometimes you'll see people praying or, and you'll hear them, that, that groan or it's just something inside, right, that, that's coming out. It says this kind of praying is humbling in a liberating way. Think about this. Humbling in a liberating way. So it's going to set somebody free. Self-satisfied intercessors will turn away from it. But people who know they are weak and who are desperate for more of God will have difficulty not praying with groanings too deep for words under the direct influence of His Spirit. Holy Spirit, look look at that. Self-satisfied intercessors. Self-satisfied intercessors. I found that as an interesting statement right there. Who are self-satisfied intercessors? Who do you think that would be? Pray until they feel it's good enough. enough. Maybe praying with their own agendas. You know, I I really don't have a definition because I have no more context to put it in because I've never read the book, The Lifestyle of a Watchman by James Gall, right? But a self-satisfied intercessor. Someone maybe who who just prays enough, who doesn't go far enough or, you know. But it's just an interesting thought to think that there can be a self-satisfying intercessor. Intercessor. Maybe they don't, yeah, they don't think they need the Holy Spirit. Yeah, what's that? Ooh, maybe they want to get the credit for everything. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I said, I have no more context for it, so that's why I just wanted to bring it. It, It's interesting to think that there are self-satisfied intercessors. I don't know. It's an interesting thought. But, Lord, let me not be one of those. Let me be one, a, a person that always wants to go as deep as I have to go when I'm praying for you or for the life of someone else, right? Ne- never let me get the credit. And, and that's something that, that you find with, with, uh, with, with intercessors most of the time. They don't want anybody to know they're doing that. They really don't. They, they're the ones that will travail all night and stand there and look at you and smile, and they've been up all night praying for you, and you ain't had a clue, you know? And so they're, they're very much not self-satisfying from my experience with them. So, so look at the next one. The Word shows us that praying in the Spirit has many benefits and blessings. Okay? So we see here in Jude 20 and 21. You, my beloved ones, building yourself up on your most holy faith, making prayers in the Holy Spirit, keep yourself in the love of God, looking for life eternal, through the mercies of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that's an interesting statement right there. My loved ones, building ourselves up in our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So I'm praying in the Holy Spirit, building up my innermost faith, and doing that will keep my, myself in the love of God. It will keep me looking for life eternal through the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. So there are benefits to praying in the Spirit that helps me as well as others, right? Look at Acts 10 right here, 10, through 46. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all who were listening to the message. What was he doing right here? He was preaching. He was telling them about Jesus. He was glorifying Jesus. He was telling them about the son of glory that they had killed, right? And the believers from among the circumcised, the Jews who came with Peter were surprised and amazed. Because the free gift of the Holy Spirit had been bestowed and poured out largely even on Gentiles. Hmm. For they heard them talking in unknown tongues, languages, and extolling and magnifying God. So there are times where we will see it come out publicly and people will begin to be used. And and can I tell you that that this kind of stuff right here is is one of the reasons that that the Assemblies of God was formed. Because in, in America, when... When you see the uh, the Holy Spirit being poured out again, right, and all of a sudden they were like, "Oh, that sounds like Chinese. You need to be a Chinese missionary. That sounds like Russian. You need to be a Chinese-Russian, you know, missionary." And, and and so people were praying in the Spirit, and people were saying, oh, "You need to," do and and they were just going to China and going to Russia, and you know, and, and they weren't necessarily supposed to go over there, and and so. So what happened was is is because they were praying in the unknown languages and somewhere in known languages and all that, they were like, hey, we need to have a few little rules in here to help people. Where do you feel called? (laughs) Nowhere. Okay, well, just keep praying. You know, and and so it's just kind of when you look at the history of it, it was interesting where it was unknown tongues. They were praying in the spirit. But guess what? People didn't know what it sounded like because it hadn't happened in a very long time. The Holy Spirit hadn't been poured out like that where people were praying in the spirit until a young lady in a Bible college, I think it was a Methodist Bible college, wasn't it? Uh, they were learning about uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and she's like, can I be baptized in the Holy Spirit? And they're like, guess so. And they prayed for her and she was. She started speaking in tongues. <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting, you know, how how we see it here, but we see it again. So, all right. Praying, prayer of binding and loosing. All right, so this is the last section, and then we're going to put it all together of all of these. Praying, Prayer of binding and loosing. is declarations. Okay, Matthew 18, 18. Whatso, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Whatsoever you bind in earth shall be bound in heaven. Now, when we read the next part, this really starts making more sense. So let's read the paragraph, and then we'll talk about it. Peter Wagner says of this teaching that the translation from the King James Version fails to convey an extremely significant nuance of the original Greek text. Look at this. It comes out of Making Sense of the Warfare by Eddie Smith. The explanation continues by Peter Wagner as he said, the more literal translation would be, whatever you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven. And whatever you loose will have been loosed in heaven. This means that in essence, synchronization exists between the activities on earth and activities in heaven. And it establishes the crucial sequence of heaven first and then earth. Right? Because if you think about it, I bind this spirit here on earth, but it hasn't been bound in heaven. So how do I really have the authority to do that? Well, that's because it's already been done, and now it's being done here. It makes more sense that it's already being done there because it all starts there. I ask, Jesus does it, it's bound there, and then it's bound here. And so, are are we talking about whoever or whatever? It says whatever. So I'm not binding you up physically, remember? I'm doing whatever, whatever spirit that is, not a whoever. That's why prayer is in the spirit, not the physical. Mike is a whoever, the spirit is a whatever, whatever spirit it is. Just just think of it that way, and it'll help you have a little bit more understanding on it. Now let's turn the page, and then we're going to finish again. We're going to finish this, and we're going to talk about it a few more minutes before we dismiss. We can only bind or loose in earth what God has bound or loosed in heaven. Christ has already defeated Satan, and that is a finished work. We are prayer warriors, however can only enforce what our captain of the host instructs us to enforce. He is the general. We are his soldiers taking orders from the general. Think about that. We're not out here running on our own. We're doing what he's already instructed us to do. Right? Like we were praying the other day, you know, for the services and all this. We're praying for our region to be set free. They're already free. Jesus won. The problem is, is the enemy is still blinding them. And now they have to let go, right? So, so we pray that they, it's kind of like, you know, the war is over, but they haven't got the message yet because they know we can still win, we can still win, we can still win. No, you, your general's done been defeated, man. No, we can still win. No, no, no. <laughs> right? And then the general comes down and keeps inciting the, uh, the, the riot and the troops saying, hey, we can still win this thing. No, you can't. You already lost. You just hadn't figured it out yet. Huh? Well, that's why I tell people, look, I done read the end of the book. Yeah, just don't worry about it, you know. So you got to tell him, devil, I've read the end of the book. You lose. You lose. His only goal is to try to bring more people with him. That's, right. that's his only thing he can do, right? Let's look at that next paragraph. According to Eddie Smith, he believes the purpose of spiritual warfare is kingdom displacement. Now, we said that earlier. We pray and release what God tells us to release. As we release the word given to us by the Lord, the spiritual atmosphere begins to change. Speaking light into darkness will displace the darkness as we speak in faith and authority. And that's what we've been learning to do is to begin to displace the darkness through prayers. We displace the darkness through prayers. Just like in our region. There are times where, where God will begin, like, like for instance, Sunday, I felt the Lord wanted me to begin to pray What? That our eyes will be open and our ears will be open. Well, Paul laughed because that was something he was going to do because God had instructed him already. You see, so what happens is, is when we come in agreement with the Spirit, God's saying, "I need their eyes and ears open," and then we begin to pray it and release it, and now it's being done, right? And so we come into agreement. So what we have to do is we have to listen sometimes. You know, I'm, I'm praying and all of a sudden I hear yeah, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. There's an attack coming. But I bind that in the name of Jesus. Why? Because there's something coming. God wants to bind it. And so we, we begin to, to work in together. Now look at this example right here. It says practical examples. Ah, uh, this was funny. Take a large cup of coffee. The coffee in the cup can be displaced in one of two ways. How do I displace coffee? Huh. The coffee can be poured out onto the or the coffee can be displaced by simply pouring pure water into the cup until all the coffee has been displaced. If the coffee is poured out, then the cup is empty and available for even worse coffee to be poured into. Right? We never want to be empty in the Lord. We want to always be full, and by filling ourselves with Him, there is less and less room for anything that is evil. If I cast the devil out and I put nothing in its place, it will come back seven times worse. Or we allow the Spirit of God to infuse and to continue to just displace what's coming on. Why? One's going to set them up for failure. One's going to set them up for success. It's the easiest way to look at it. It really is. So we bind certain things that are stopping the flow of God's Spirit going we loose, you see, we, we release in Jesus' name, we release the word of God. All of these things are vital to the warfare. It's just like using the right bullet for the right purpose. That's all it is. You know, you, you, use, you use a 50-caliber sniper rifle to hunt a deer 100 yards away. you're probably not going to have a whole lot of meat left. But if you shoot him with a 22, it's going to take a lot of bullets. Now, I'm talking about pistol 22, not a long shell 22, because that'll still get it. You see what I'm saying? So it's using the the right ammunition for the time. Why? Because God has given us all these tools to do warfare in prayer. Now this next one I just thought was really funny. I watched this as a child, and I'm sure you guys did. Some of you that watched Walmart come in. Not, we're not saying Walmart is a bad company or a good company. We're not saying any of that. We're using the reality of what happens. When a superstore like that comes in, they just happen to use the term Walmart. If Walmart comes into a small town to build a super center, it does not tear down all the other variety stores in town, does it? But over time, the success of Walmart will displace the small variety stores. So see, no tearing down is necessary. Displacement takes place. That's why we loose. We bind the enemy in an area and loose the spirit of God. So he can't fight back against it. We, we continue to go back and forth, speaking the name of Jesus over an area, speaking life into an area, speaking what he has already said, that these people are free. These are your people in Jesus' name. We continue to pray the, the way he taught us to pray, and it continually displaces the darkness until you get to a point where what? The enemy doesn't have a hold over them anymore, and then they can hear the word of God, and they can be saved and set free. So, Praying with the right type of ammunition is important, right? Praying in the, uh, the right type of ammunition, using it when you need to. Like I said earlier, pulling your shield up when it's necessary. You know, taking a bullet is, is you know, is it beneficial? Can be. If it's the right time, right? If it's the right time. But he gave us a shield for a reason. And there's a time we pull up our shield, and there's a time we pull out the sword. But we do have a helmet and a breastplate, which means we may be hit from time to time. So sometimes you do have to take a lick so you can get them to move that sword out of the way so you can finish them off. And, and so, so it's being smart in the spirit of saying, God, you need to guide me and teach me how to pray, what to use when. Because if we can, be, we, when, if we can learn when to release what, we will be true warriors, and we will see the enemy eradicated in this region and it will be an amazing day just completely kicked out of a region amen so, anybody have any comments on this anybody okay 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 we'll walk over here so they can hear you no you're alright
3: And after that, I decided we were maybe gonna go eat some errands with her and my grandson. I, I don't get out of my house. I don't, I stay home. I don't even go to the store. If I could send someone to run my errands for me, I do. But I had to get out and I decided I was tired of being depressed and stuck at home and wanted to go enjoy the time with my daughter before she has my grandson, my another granddaughter, and spend some time with my grandson. Well, getting into the Alexandria, there's been a lot of shootings and a lot of things that's been going on <coughs> and I was getting kind of nervous. So I started praying. I prayed to God, I said, Please keep us safe from traffic, from bad drivers, from anything that is not doing of you, Lord. Just keep us safe coming in and out of Alexandria. We stopped at Party City, and my daughter went and run a few errands, and I was sitting in the car, and I talked to my other young children, and caught called Amen. And I d- asked my daughter, I said, well, do you want to go eat at Chili's? I haven't eaten that in a really long time. She said, okay. So I to go eat at Chili's. We get seated at a booth. My daughter and I, is back is this way. There's a, a, a man, two men sitting right behind us. There's the wall and there's a window between the two men. My grandson's in a high chair at the end of the table, my son-in-law's across from us. We just got our appetizer, french fries. We heard a huge loud pop. No clue what was going on. We turned around, we saw the, the window shatter and we heard someone say bullet. So we're trying to crouch down and get the baby in the high chair and away from the windows and my poor pregnant daughter and. It was just unbelievable, unbelievable. Because And my daughter said, Mama, we could have been sitting there. And I said, that's not what we're to take away from this. That bullet would have gone straight through my grandson. Mm-hmm. I prayed before we got there. Right. For protection against something like this. Not really thinking literal. There would be a shooting at right. a family restaurant like Chili's behind our backs. Yeah, you know, wow. So I told her not to take away what could have been because that was not God's intention at all. Yeah. He put us where we needed to be, and he kept us safe the entire time. That's right. Amen. We got out of there, came <laughs> home. I had been wanting some special ice cream. I told my daughter, I wanted to get some yogurt. On the way from leaving Alexandria, because we wanted to come home, get away from there, I said, let's go to Marston, let's go to Sonic, because I'm going to get my ice cream before I get home. God heard my prayers, kept us protected, and then it's going to stop me from this now. <laughs> That's all I got Amen.
1: <laughs> Amen.
0: Amen. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. God does protect us, and we need to pray beforehand. I I, I heard somebody talking the other day uh, about David Wilkerson. He's he's the guy that started the Teen Challenge, and you know, there's the uh, switchblade and the, the or the Bible in the blade, sword and the switchblade swordness, yeah, sword and a switchblade. You know, uh, a, a lot of history behind him. And and they asked him one day. They said, uh, "Brother Brother why why don't you ever pray for your meal? You know, because nobody ever wanted to ask him because he never prayed for his food. He just ate." And finally somebody got up enough nerve to ask this man, great man of God, you know, and he says, "I pray for my I pray for everything before I leave the house in the morning." <laughs> That's how he lived his life. But this is a guy that walked the streets of New York back in there with all the gangs and they tried to kill him multiple times and every time they tried to kill him they just all got saved. So, you know, if you ever watched the movie, they they locked him into the building where he was preaching at. They were going to steal the money and, you know, next thing you know, they're all getting saved. But they got knives, they fixed to kill him and and so yeah, so we need to be praying up beforehand, you know, and let's be proactive instead of reactive. Amen. So that was good. Thank you for sharing that. So, so tonight I want to dismiss in prayer, but I want us to take a moment and pray, okay? I know there are people that are not here, but what I want you to do is I want you to pray for the person that you're thinking of that needs to pray tonight, and I want you to release that prayer, right? If that's a healing that they need, or they need a comfort, or the enemy is moving in their life, bind it in the name of Jesus, Right, and let's let's let the Lord move through us tonight, if we can do that for just a couple minutes, Amen. So let's just do that. So I'm going to pray, and y'all can pray as well. So Lord, I just I just again thank you for being here, and Lord, I just thank you right now that there are those that are watching us online, Lord, that are being healed right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I just speak to that hip right now, and I command that nerve to relax, that muscle, I command you to re- to release right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I bind the enemy right now that is trying to bind up this muscle and this nerve in the name of Jesus. And I release peace into it, God. Lord, I also pray for the, those others, Lord, that have been going through procedures. And, and, Lord, I know their bodies need to heal. So, Lord, I just release right now a healing anointing upon them, God, that their bodies would quickly heal. And, Lord, I, I just speak against the pain right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord, you said your, your body was broken so that we would be healed. So, Lord, I speak that right now. This body is healed because of your brokenness. I release your word right now. And I ask in the name of Jesus, they would be healed. And they would be completely restored. Lord, and I pray for this region as well, God. I know there, there are many that are suffering right now because of work, Lord. And I pray that you would just give them a, a peace, God. Give them a peace as you are allowing them to, to understand that you are here and you are still in control. Lord, I just pray that their minds would be open right now. Their hearts would be released of the power of the enemy to receive your love, to receive the Holy Spirit that that will convict them of their sins and draw them to Jesus, which is what your word says. And Lord, again, I I thank you also for the people that are here tonight, God. Lord, that all these things that we have learned tonight, all the things we are learning over the last few weeks, the things we have experienced during the, the times of prayer, during the services, that you would just continue to stack them deep into our heart, packing them in, God, that our faith would be strengthened, our understanding of your word and of your power of the kingdom of God that is here at hand would grow, and it would become evident in everything that we do, in what we speak and in our actions, and, Lord, that we would see your glory fill this region as people come to know Jesus Christ. So, Lord, I bless these people here tonight. I bless those that are watching us online. I thank you, God, that you're still moving on this earth and that we will see you return soon to receive your bride in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. For again, don't forget about Sunday. We also got uh, the women's coming up on the 5th. So put that on your calendar. We have the uh, Sisters of Strength coming up uh, 9th. I'm sorry. Yeah, I keep thinking 5th, but I don't understand why. Uh, Yes, not this Sunday. Uh. But next, yes, that's why I was looking at my calendar saying, hold on a second. Maybe that's what it is, because it's at 5, yes. So so that is coming up, but uh, be in prayer for our church. Listen, when you start moving forward, you start butting heads with the enemy, because you're not going the same direction, and he gets mad. And he's going to start kicking and screaming. And he's going to start trying to, dis- to de- uh, you know, depress you and all these different things, Amen. Let's just keep in prayer for our body and for this region as well. Amen. Well, God bless you. Hey, I think there's a little bit more coffee and some hot water out there for some hot chocolate if y'all want to do that. So uh, God bless you. Thank you for coming tonight. Be careful.